if you would like to see additional content, um, you can always follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Um, we are kind of maybe sort of posting there every now and then. So go ahead and head on that way and kind of see what's going on. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Welcome, everybody, to the Almost Professional Podcast. My name is Jacobus Hackle. Hackle. That was gorgeous. Today, we are covering BoJack Horseman Season 1. Yeah. Yeah. Season one. <laughs> I don't even want to do this anymore. <laughs> this is our second take. The first take realized that I did this with my mic on mute. So. This is our first episode with two separate mics. So we can uh, not sit so damn close together and not be yelling the entire time. I miss feeling your breath on me, Cole. I miss feeling my breath on you. What? <laughs> so, um, All right. we went through a lot of testing, and during the testing, my microphone was not working very well, and so Jacob had muted his, and then we forgot to unmute his, and we recorded almost 20 minutes of the podcast with the audio muted on his and mine. And then we, for some reason, didn't notice that the line was very small for whenever Jacob talked. Yep. <laughs> I usually have the louder voice <laughs> yeah. in these. Um, so this is all just going over again. Yeah, this is... this Who is the fuck the voice actors are? <laughs> this is pretty... <laughs> this is take two with zero will to live. Um, so as we covered the first go-around... Oh my god, it's only been two minutes. <laughs> uh, Raphael Wakesburg, I don't give a crap if I miss or saying that incorrectly. Bob Wakesburg. Bobby Wakesburg. Little Bobby Wakesburg is the creator of the BoJack Horseman series. Yada, 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 fuck you for making me feel things. Yep, yep, fuck you for making me feel things, Mr. Wakesburg. It's a cartoon. That's not supposed to, you know, really play on my, my depression. But it did a it did a number. It did a hell of a job in making me feel like shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, the characters: Bojack is Will Arnett. Arrested Development: Lego Movie. Todd Chavez is Aaron Paul. Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman. Uh, <laughs> we had a whole hilarious bit about it, and now we don't even want to do it. No, I'm just gonna say Jesse Pinkman a bunch, and everyone's gonna know what I'm talking about. Uh, Todd Chavez, as I already said that, this is off the rails already. Diane Naguyan. I know I said that wrong. Nguyen. Nguyen. Allison Brie thought she was Captain Marvel, but apparently is not. Ha, ha, ha. No, I, I said it was Captain Marvel, but I mistake Brie Larson for Allison Brynn. Yeah, no, she's just the side piece and get hard. <laughs> Damn. Right. Good for her. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. You know, she landed Will Ferrell for a moment. <laughs> uh, Princess Carolyn, uh, Amy Sedaris, no clue. Mr. Peanut Butter, Paul F. Tompkins, reference to insert reference to King of the Hill, or close enough, uh, the amazing Sardini. That's what it was. Oh yeah, the amazing where Sardini. He fucked a gift. Yeah, but he was pretty amazing because he opened the portal to another dimension where he kidnapped children and make made the parents perform some labyrinth esque type ridiculousness to get to them with Rob Deerdeck. Completely to teach them a lesson 
Yeah. It wasn't with Rob Deerdeck. I was, you, you just said ridiculousness. Oh, um, no. All right. Well, you know, see, we don't care, though, so it doesn't really matter. This <laughs> is going to be a very short episode because we're not acting as if we've done this the first time. No, we're and, not. We're, I feel like this is going to be more raw. This is a though. whole ten minutes of stuff that we've done in four and a half. This is <laughs> it's 3.55. It's not even four minutes. <laughs> um, so pretty much... Yeah, this is this is raw. If everyone's wondering, everybody's wondering how this is. This is raw. We're mad at, at ourselves. One hundred percent. It's really just me because I fucked up on the microphone. Well, the series premiere was around the time we graduated high school, uh, which was exclusively on Netflix as of August twenty second, twenty fourteen. A few months after we graduated high school. Yay! Episode total is twelve. There's twelve total episodes. Um, each one better than the last. <laughs> Way to sell it, Cole. <laughs> Way to sell it. Um, honestly, it really is, though. Um, really yeah. A-story-centric. Uh, really following along with it, uh, Bojack and his friends, like actual character development and the things they go through. Um, and like Family Guy or Archer. or I guess Archer kind of was like that, but you know what, though? to a lesser extent. Archer, I almost found annoying. Like I like the voice actors. I like them and the work that they do collectively though working on Archer I, I got into it a little bit but not that much um, I found Archer to be kind of annoying obviously I think a lot of people do but it's just I just couldn't get into it not like the horse show <laughs> fucking horse show Rotten Tomato score 96% huge huge you know you've made it when the Rotten Tomatoes website guys really just will jack up your rating fucking fantastic they jacked off that rating. They just jacked that rating off so hard. It's not a Rotten Tomato anymore. It's a Perky Tomato. Mm. And I am horny for it. <laughs> um, Take three. Almost <laughs> <laughs> Jacob said he's horny for a tomato. We should really, really, really reconsider re-recording this. Um, so essentially we got into a whole lot of things about how, um, like going into Bob, little Bobby Wakesburg's first home in the Hollywood Hills, it was basically a closet, but it was way up there. He was just living with a friend, wasn't he? I don't recall. Because um, on I, Wikipedia, that's what it says. So, I guess he was then. You, you, Wiki- you said the only note that I had on Bobby Wakesburg. Wakesburg. Wikipedia is the source material for all living things. Yeah. Um, any, it could be dated back to history. The Mayan calendar is just Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible, Wikipedia. You know, the Ten Commandments weren't chiseled on tablets. It was from Wikipedia. He went to, <laughs> he went to his old school Mac and typed in to Wikipedia. What does God want me to do? Yeah. Right there. Ten Commandments. <laughs> Google helped him. Google. <laughs> Before most things were created, this man used an old school computer. <laughs> Before electricity was invented to input things into Wikipedia. This motherfucker could part the Red Sea, all right? He could he, obviously use it. He a- can use electricity in old Macs. Jesus Christ, what a terror. I'd believe it. If that was in the Bible, I'd believe it. I'm just saying. You'd believe, like, actually believe in the Bible at that point? No, I would believe that he used a computer way back in the day. You know what? All right. I think we should probably stay away from religion because I know zero things about religion. Okay. Yeah. I know my wife came from my rib rib bone. Yeah. (laughs) According to the book. According to the book. That's just... Oh, my God. I'm, okay. Anyway, let's go back to the horse show because that makes more sense. Um, 
I mean, it was a fantastic show. Uh, we covered a couple things, like the Hollywood things we just talked about. Um, secondly, Hollywood, because I stole the D and gave it to his girlfriend. <laughs> gave her the D. There's so much going into that. It's a big one. <laughs> it's caliente. Anyway, um, what was the other thing I pointed out? Oh, whenever something got like a caught on fire, it was still burn the next episode. Like they're really yeah, it was continuity. Exactly, attention to detail, like no other. It was. It wasn't a hard reset. Like every other animated show, like they kept up with it. Um, relationships, if they crashed in the episode before, they stayed crashed in the latter episode until they got resolved. It wasn't even, just like... Like even in the last episode, Todd still showed a bit of animosity about the uh, space opera. Yeah. yeah. Like the whole, the whole, ever since he found out, he showed animosity towards Bojack. Oh my. The entire time. Which is, it's justified. Yeah. But it's cool that... Like, these people have feelings, and you can't just treat someone like shit, and then the next day they'll be fine. Like, oh, a regular yeah. show. Yeah, like, in in a family guy. Yeah, like American Dad. They or, hate each other for a little bit, and then they give, like, some half-assed apology, mm-hmm. and then they make out, and then, boop, everything's just hard reset the, exact, the, the very next episode. So, um, that... Speaking of the Todd Chavez space opera thing, like I was really, really hoping that Bojack was trying to help him, and it just caved on his own, and just ends up happening. You know, like he he just happened to find the game in there, but that yeah, it was a little too convenient. At the end, when he pays off the character actor whose name I never took down, Margot Robinson. Robinson is it? I sounded right. Margot Martindale. Oh, that might be right. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know at all. I like all. that she's having a lunch with all the characters from Orange is the New Black at the end. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it was all the characters from Orange is the New Black. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, they, I mean, I had a lot of serious notes on this, honestly. Uh, but what I was going to get to before I found out that I destroyed everything that we cared about... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Bo, like, Borjack. <laughs> Borjack Hoseman. Bo- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bojack Horseman even said it in the show that he is a 1,200 pound horse, right? Yeah. Which means everything is anatomically correct. Which means all the human women he's sleeping with should be dead. Well, well. I mean, and the cat should obviously be dead too. <laughs> I mean, the, the cat is probably not anatomically correct because she is the size of a human. Sure. And but that Bojack is, is considerably taller than everyone else and weighs more. Yeah. If, if he's a 1,200-pound horse, mm-hmm. that's, the size, like, that's the size of an average horse. Yeah. So it would stand to reason that he should have torn them in half. Am I wrong for... Maybe I wasn't telling... Like, looking at the heights of people specifically but it seems like Bojack is considerably taller than everyone else he's pretty tall yeah so I mean just a horse standing up and then that's a then there's the horse cock he's just horse we just need to start (laughs) okay (laughs) whenever I first saw this I thought that this was a big play on Full House that would make sense and Bob Saget I'm not gonna I, I don't think it really actually has any ties no. To it, other than the fact that it's the, I mean, the kids show that he was a part of kind of like very, very loosely resembles Full House. I mean, but that's just any 
any show from the ni- early 90s, late 80s. Yeah, any show that's like that. I mean, any family-oriented show is, yeah. is pretty much the same the same structure. Yeah, 100%. I Whenever I watched this, whenever I was like 21 or 20, uh, first moved out on my own, I thought that it was about like a, a stab at Bob Saget. Don't know why. No. But, but it wasn't. I don't think it is. No. I'm pretty sure it's not. I don't think it is either. Uh, because Bob Saget would have taken revenge at this point already. Um, but he didn't. He didn't. He can't now. Well, now he can't. No, he, he wasted his... Okay, I was like, you said he, by this point, and I was like, uh... <laughs> well, you thought you were going to break the news to me, Cole? Huh? Yeah, I kind of did. I have cried so many times over that. I was never actually a Bob Saget fan, so... You know. no. um, let's go, go ahead and talk about the celebrities that died, that died this year. I'll just list them all. Yeah. Let's just Gilbert Gottfried. <sighs> eh. That one was rough for me. Not was it? Yeah. Um, speaking of strange people, um, what was his name uh, that they were going to cast as Bojack in the Mr. Peanut Butter movie? Oh, the guy that... The, the inconceivable I, guy? The only guy that I could... Uh, the only thing I know him from is he played Rex in toy, all the Toy Stories. Uh, Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn. He's the inconceivable guy, which ironically, that's the only place I know him from is uh, Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Inconceivable. He's been, he's been on a lot of stuff. Oh, he's that. actually pretty famous, yeah. Yeah. He is. I mean, he's got a very entertaining voice. Just like, a, it's not in the way that like Will Arnett is very like deep and has a very nice melodic voice but like this guy's got a very scrawny scrawny voice you know oh 100% I mean it it kind of matches who he is unfortunately like <laughs> a small little guy to be fair though at least one ep- at once every episode I talk shit on somebody and they're all more famous and more wealthy than I am so and more successful 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 I wish I was a successful. Well, we had like fucking three beers, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, for dude, for the so, for the majority of the show until they started really diving into BoJack's backstory, I found him to be a hundred percent responsible for his own self-destructive behavior, which really holds true, um, for most of it. Because I mean, at a certain point, you you kind of take the reins, and it's on you for what you do with your life and how you feel and. Um, except for certain, like, obviously medical conditions or something. But, I mean, his his parents were awful parents, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, that definitely contributes to uh, probably a cycle of self-loathing, you know, for the long... Oh, like, kind of for life. Um, but again, I mean, he could... I mean, especially with the success that he did end up finding, it was kind of on him to stay out of that, you know? Like, he could have 100% avoided the depression. And I know more things caused it... Um, Especially later down the line with the whole Bob Kazaz thing and and all that. But, I mean, I still find it to be kind of solely on him at this point that he is oh, as yeah. down and depressed as he is. He could pull himself up. And he's, I mean, especially because uh, Princess Carolyn's been getting, like, she'll get him acting jobs and, and everything. There's been help uh, throughout the series for him. And he just keeps, it's almost like he's accepting it at first and then still rejecting it and then being, what was me, throughout. So, I don't know if you have the same opinion as I do, but I just... I, I can't get past that. I think his... Whatever... Are, are we talking about his actions in general or the fact that he is depressed all the time? Uh, 
you know, I want to say his actions because he he doesn't have to do most of the things that he does. I think him using his childhood as an excuse or using any he's trying to find any way because there is an episode where he's like saying that society makes celebrities do bad things so I can't feel, I shouldn't feel bad for myself or something of that nature whenever sure. um, Sarah Lynn leaves and mm. you know Diane's trying to console him a little bit I think it's very much uh, it, all that explains what's going on Sure. It explains why you're acting this way. Your shitty childhood explains that. The fact that, you know, the media portrays you in a shitty way and you act that way because they portray you that way, mm-hmm. that explains it. It doesn't excuse it. No. No, not at all. And I'm sure that's said over thousands of fucking, you know, podcasts and shows. Your upbringing and what's happening to you doesn't, ex- you know, it doesn't excuse you being an asshole. No. You can change it if you want to, yeah. if you really wanted to. Um, which, again, with, and it, I, I can't imagine why he would continue to do what he does, even considering he has so many positive influences like Diane or Todd or Princess Carolyn or any like pretty even much Mr. Peanut Butter. The majority of the people in his life are positive influences. He has surrounded himself, or at least been surrounded by people positivity, are happy, and like to live. And- yeah, and they're constantly trying to drag him out of the gutter, and for some reason, he just would rather lay back down into it. I don't know about Diane as much. Diane's kind of more like him, but hasn't fallen into a pit yet. Oh, she's just, she's on, she's on her way to the pit. I, I, I mean, I haven't seen the show in so long that I really couldn't tell you what happens anymore, mm-hmm. uh, and I probably didn't pay attention as much back then anyway. So yeah, I feel like. Who there was somebody that said that whatever they were shooting for secretary or uh, no that the Mr. Peanut Butter movie where they were talking about yeah. getting the D for Diane right right um, and Bojack was playing Mr. Peanut Butter they the Naomi Watts yep is playing Diane yep. and she's saying how much Bojack is more relatable and more for Diane than Mr. Peanut Butter. And I think that's just in the fact that they are more similar than, and you know, people who are similar to each other doesn't necessarily mean that they get along or would fall in love. They get along pretty well. Yeah, they get along. Um, right. Which almost, I mean, I don't know. Like it's sometimes you just have to take a step back and kind of evaluate what might be better for you. Because mm-hmm. I mean. Not being around Bojack is probably the best thing for Diane, honestly. Yeah, he is a pre-rehab friend, not a post-rehab friend. No, and I don't, she doesn't do drugs or anything. She doesn't overly drink or... No, but... Uh, like her family. That could apply to a couple different things, because he can drag her straight into the well he's living in, mm-hmm. or she could kind of just walk around the well and not take a look down, you know what I mean? So... And it's not fun down in that well. No, and I don't... I don't know how anybody could see it being fun... It is hard to drag yourself out. I think everybody's probably experienced something related, yeah, kind of related to uh, that. I said that, and I was like, I really shouldn't be talking. I'm a fucking borderline alcoholic. Sure, <laughs> but you know, everybody's been there, and so I think everyone can see how it's it's hard to pull yourself out, even though you know it's not a good place for you. Mm. So, holy shit, that got real. <laughs> mm. um, what do you think about the whole Sarah Lynn situation? Because it's. It almost seemed like he had somewhat of like a father figure thought because he literally played her father yeah. in the show, and he wants to care for her. 
but he's also sexing her, which is not something I expected to happen at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think uh, they both have issues that were basically complete opposites of one another. Sure. And so, well, not complete, but they were opposite problems with the same reality, I guess. Yeah. Where, obviously, Bojack wants a family. Obviously, he wants people to be around him all the time. And so, he wants Sarah Lynn to be around and be his daughter. And then, Sarah Lynn wants a father. Right. She's got daddy issues. They both have that. Everyone in this show has fucking daddy issues. Rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think whenever you have those uh, problems mentally, that could definitely cause some fucked up shit like that to happen. Sure. I don't know. It's it's a tough situation. I think for it's sure. reasonably believable. Yeah. Which is sad. But the I whole guess, thing is sad. Yeah. The whole, the whole thing, the whole show is fucking sad with little yeah. moments of laughs, but. Exactly. That's that's the that's part of the reason why it's so opposite is it's instead of it being all all jokes, all punchlines and like maybe a little bit of sprinkling of emotion here or yeah. there. It's it's so much emotion and then like one horse joke and then back to depressed thought. <laughs> when Diane goes and visits her family and mm-hmm. she's like, I'll just be in there in and out real quick. Uh, I bought this kaleidoscope at the airport. Uh, I don't want this stupid kaleidoscope. That's so stupid. I fucking hate this. All the <gasps> pretty colors. Yeah, I'm ne- I mean, I'm sure everyone's used a kaleidoscope. It does not do that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the few jokes. I mean, I guess it's not really the few jokes. There's a lot of these, but just like, and all the animals, every single animal in there, like animal character, they all have cutesy names. Not one of them is like a Doug. It's all like Pinky Penguin or, you know, Princess, Princess Carolyn. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, it's all cutesy name. Neil McBeal, the Navy SEAL, Mr. Peanut Butter. Bojack Horseman. That's a kind of a, an adorable name. I don't know about that <laughs> necessarily, but, I mean, I wouldn't want to be called Bojack. I don't know. If it was a horsey. If I was horsey, maybe. Um... <laughs> Okay, so there are a couple good jokes in there. One, uh, whenever Bojack's trying to cause a distraction, so they don't see him like trying to return the D to the Hollywood sign, and he's throwing money off the roof. And they're like, oh, free money, and everyone's getting excited, and they pick it up, and they're like, oh, they're just dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Those are full dollars. And apparently, no, the dollar's just the penny now. It's the new penny. It's the new penny, bro. Yeah. Like, they did, just, they just didn't care about all the dollars. If you pick up $100, you have $100. Like, That's a whole dollar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would be stoked if somebody was throwing whole dollars off the roof. Uh, another one, um, whenever Todd's in the Supermax, and uh, he's bouncing back and forth at the, what, the, the jail prom or whatever it is, like the mixer. Oh. <laughs> And he's kind of gunning for two different gangs, and so he keeps jumping back and forth between them. Yeah. The Latin Kings and the Aryan Brotherhood or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what a weird twist on gang affiliation. What a way to go. Are you running with another gang? Like, he seems so upset about it. Because if you are, I'm going to have to kill you. 
Um, there's just so much through this. Um, so pretty much back to like the rock opera for a minute. The receipt played a much bigger part and then simultaneously didn't matter at all <laughs> in the show. For the game, the Best Buy receipt, because oh. it was under the sofa and they it, it kind of builds... Like he's going to find it. Yeah, like he's yeah. going to get it. But then he puts it together in a completely unrelated way without ever finding the receipt in general. <laughs> in a roundabout way in general. Like it, it wasn't even like directly from the way he found it. He like went around in a... <laughs> yeah. And it really drove me nuts, to be completely honest, because... Like, they built momentum with this receipt, like, it was going to play a huge role, and then he it just didn't even matter. Didn't even matter. That's quality writing. Right there, yeah. I, that Good writing should piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. Um, oh, my God, so many things are just popping back into my head. Uh, one of my favorite all-time parts of this show. So, you know who voices... The Turtle Bomb or whatever, whatever his name is. Uh, J.K. Simmons, is that or J. J. Something Simmons? Something like that. Yeah. Give me pictures of Spider Man. Yeah, that guy. Oh my God! What I love that guy. Yeah. Secondly, he has played J. Jonah Jameson in every Spider Man thing ever made, except it, for the Amazing Spider Man. It seems like he's he's in a lot of them though. Like he is, yeah. he's been J. Jonah Jameson for years. Um. And my God, one reference, one one reference. They're finally making Secretariat, and Bojack gets an interview or uh, uh, audition for it, and he was killing it, killing it. And they were gonna offer it to him, but right before they do, Andrew Garfield calls and says he's in for it. And they're like, "Oh my God, that's so great! You can't say no to Andrew Garfield. He's the best." Or like, "I love him so much." And his character is like, "Oh, you can't say no to Spider Man." Like, ah, you know, it was just one of those things, like, holy... I didn't even catch that. Holy It's like I shit. knew the entire time that he was J. Jonah Jameson, and then up to that episode, it was like, oh, let's just forget that. Yeah, 100%. I lost it for that one reference. That was fantastic. Just, I, and I almost didn't even catch it because it's so quiet. It's like, you can't say no to Spider-Man. It's like, oh my God, they did. They made it happen. All my dreams have come true. Um... I have very light dreams. I have very light dreams. That way I'm never disappointed. Um, yes, yeah, J.K. Simmons. Um, but that's another thing is about, like, this show. They have a whole lot of, like, pretty major celebrities as part of it. Either voices or, like, have literal characters in the show. Yeah. Um, and it's it, it's kind of surprising. It's not really surprising. It's not too surprising. But I still enjoyed it. And a lot of notable ones. It's not like, oh, this person was in that, but I don't actually know who they are. Like, J.K. Simmons is a pretty big name. Yeah. And he was a... Patton Oswalt was the Penguin. He yeah. Did, he did quite a few other things in the show, too. Yeah, they're, and they're recurring yeah. characters, too. Like, it's it's pretty it cool. Adam Conover. Yeah. He, from Adam Ruins Everything. He was uh, a Ryan Seacrest type. Yep. And he also, uh, in the last episode, I think it was the last episode, He, uh, they're watching... the. Or he's going through that trip. Oh, right. And uh, he's with the kids from Horsin' Around. Mm -hmm. And the oldest boy, he's like an adult now, and he's voiced by Adam Conover again. That uh, that was one of the most bodacious cartoon trips of all time. That was insane. That was They spent time that, really oh thinking about how to fuck with you on that one. Like, of all of the... 
just out of all of them I've ever seen. Like and the Diane nuts. moment, man, in the trip of the trip. Oh my god, that was creepy. Yeah, or the entire life that he lived <laughs> during this trip I, I with the love of his life. Yeah, just uh, well, it's pretty rough that you didn't choose this. Oh yeah, at the end. Yeah. Oh. I was like, oh, this is because it, it's such a nice moment. Yeah, like it's it's pretty nice. Very wholesome. He's he seems very happy. He probably could have been had he had chosen to go that direction. He probably could have been a very happy person. Yeah, that's yeah. But uh, I mean, you know, no one sees that far into the future. Everything's yeah. pretty short sighted. You have a chance to become or to get everything you were going after. You know, you reach your dreams and you don't ever think about what you're missing out on in the process so something I do remember about watching the show is that fucking deer that, that lady uh, that's, a lot of shit happens <laughs> see that's one of the reasons why I want I would I would continue watching this because I I, I crave answers <laughs> to certain <laughs> and that's that's what I'm pretty sure that's why they were writing it this way yeah um because I think they could have probably done pretty well together. I mean, they, at least they ride it to be that way. And, I mean, I get it. He's friends with Herb, and they're dating at the time. He doesn't know he's gay. Um, I think she did know. She probably did, but Because it Bojack was kind of didn't. alluded there at the end that she was moving to Maine. Yeah. And then he's like, well, what about what about Herb? And then she's like, I don't think I'm what Herb's looking for. She probably knows, but, I mean... I don't think she's... I don't think Bojack catches on. Not until Herb kisses him. Yeah. So, I, it's it's hard to imagine talking about, you know, maybe running away with your best friend's girlfriend, even though they're splitting up. Yeah. Like, that's not something you'd even consider. So, I could see that being a tough decision trying to go to Maine with her, even though it's probably the best thing for him, in all honesty. But you don't really think that through that much. Um... You know, going into thinking things through, and on a lighter note, was it Vincent Adult Man? Oh, get into Vincent Adult Man, man. Uh, He is just kids stacked up in a trench coat, right? Do they ever uncoat him? I don't recall. I don't. I really don't. I forgot that that was a character. He it went so so far, even to the point where they did like a cheesy romantic movie thing where he runs in and says he shouldn't do so much business at the business factory and spend more time with Princess Carolyn. And, like, really get in-depth. And if that's the case, Kid 1 is doing all the... all. He's just, he's just reaping all the he's benefits. Macking, bro. Kids 2 and 3 really need to, like, go on strike. Because <laughs> this isn't working out. Unless they lead alternative lives where they just, like, you know... <laughs> switch it up. Switch it out. Well, obviously, the kid that's Vincent Adult Man is definitely uh, getting the better end of all the lives anyway. So. Oh, oh, yeah. I. What's the weird part to me is that... There was a moment where Princess Carolyn is talking to Vincent, adult man, mm-hmm. on the phone. Adultman. Yeah, adultman. And then it, like, slides over to have both of them talking to each other. And Vincent is in an office. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried. I don't know where that office is, if it's, like, one of their dads or what. I'm, con- <laughs> I'm concerned that once they decode him. <laughs> the fact that he was by himself... And still in the coat. <laughs> what if it's just all one guy? 
That is a possibility at this point. I have to get this close to the mic to really, <laughs> really accentuate my point that if this is one guy, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I can't. It's I very can't. clearly a child, three children stacked on top of each other. So they keep saying, very but... Very dexterous, very dexterous, or whatever the fuck the word is. How does legs know where to go if eyes can't communicate that he needs legs to go in a certain direction? I don't know. What's more... Mostly you see Princess Carolyn dragging them wherever. He has, like, broomsticks in his sleeve to hold certain things or to make his arms longer. But yet again, they still never really, really make it known that it's three children in a trench coat. And that disturbs me. I feel like, honestly, yeah, the first season, they just wanted to keep it up in the air. They're doing a great job yeah. of it. Like that, And that's what pisses me off, is you need to be more specific that it is indeed three children in a trench coat, because I'm kind of losing it over here. <laughs> Bojack's very certain. Of all the suspenseful things and on the show. Princess Carolyn, I feel like they would have, you know, done some stuff at that point, wouldn't you? Because it's Princess Carolyn, right? Well, I don't know. Vincent's been spending a whole lot of time at the business factory. <laughs> that was the main relationship thing. That yeah. Had. Is that he wasn't making enough time for her, so... You know... <laughs> Do with that what you will. Um, it scares me to think of the dimensions of a man that might be that height, but also and that the, lumpy, that lumpy, and have the features of a child. I. <laughs> where does the waist start? Where do the legs end? What's with the broomsticks? Why the trench coat? Is it just to try and attempt to hide his deformity, or? Because if he is a one human being, if it's if it's one person, he has to know that it makes him look like three children. Also, when he's sitting down in a chair, how? <laughs> I might ask. Because really, where that would sit in proportion to the rest of him would be one kid's neck fully folded back and another kid's butt in the chair. And so kid three down there is really suffering. I'm just... I... You know... <laughs> I've thought a lot about this, Cole. A lot about this. And frankly... I'm upset. I could fill this whole hour with talking about this one character. It's, I, it's the stuff of nightmares. Uh, you made a lot more notes than I did. What was the penguin's name? Pinky Penguin. Pinky Penguin from Penguin Publishing? Yes, that was... I feel like... Following Pinky Penguin could have been a little bit more detrimental, only to the fact that it's so depressing. It's kind of, it's it's depressing in a humorous sense. Oh sure, because not being able to see your kids because of complete failure is humorous. But he says it in Patton Oswalt's voice, so it's funny. Sure. If Patton Oswalt couldn't <laughs> see his kid, that would be hilarious. Oh my god. No, it wouldn't. No. Because, uh, I mean, at one point there. Were some employees burning shit in an oil drum just to keep warm, warm yeah. inside the building. They had to uproot and move to New York to avoid loan sharks in Hollywood. Yeah. Penguin Publishing, unless this is the loan sharks, which in that case, this is 
he had a different. I think it was some kind of Chinese restaurant. Yeah, it was, yeah. But again, it's Patton Oswald's voice, so I would never believe he'd own a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Uh, that's one of the most upsetting, not really upsetting, but just like it's a lot of kind of like comedy stems from Penguin, like Penguin Publishing. And it's also so sad though. It's really, if you take all the jokes away, it's just a depressing situation to be in. Oh yeah, it is very much. Yeah. I mean, to the, there was a point where he said, call me at the, at this payphone and he gave like a, a number to call at that payphone. Mm -hmm. He said, that's where me and my wife are staying. And then at the end, he said, maybe I'll get to see my kids. So that means that they probably split up. Yeah. And that is very depressing. Yeah. But it's it's done in such a way that the depress depressing things that he's saying is funny. And that's it's hard to explain whenever you're not watching the show. Because yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't don't say it like that. It is funny <laughs> the way that they do I mean, it. I guess if you're a terrible person, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'll call you and then hang up and then you call me back at this number so I don't rack up long distance charges. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's... it's it, They found a good way to like bring a whole lot of comedy out of this man's suffering. Um what was it? Swamp and Teenagers the, from the Lagoon or something yeah, like that. Yeah, was this big flop. Have you, you ever heard of that? No. Then why did we spend $200 million in... In an advertisement. <laughs> How do you not reach every single person on the... In, at least in America with... 200... Or was it 200 million it was or 2 million? It was like 200 million or something. It was a huge, stupid number to not have somebody hear about you. Like, they should at least know about it, but have just refused to go and see it. It's in, that's... I mean, you would think. But then again, Bojack is a huge raging alcoholic, so... He put off doing this book for like three years. Yeah, I could see lapses in memory for that guy. Um, so one thing they way overplayed was Boreanaz's house. <laughs> I enjoyed it because I know who David Boreanaz is, and I've watched Bones extensively. He's not famous enough to be drawing that sort of revenue <laughs> just off touring his house. And I don't know where the I don't know where the, the creative spark came to do something like that. Or pick him specifically. Probably the fact that he is that way. That I mean. What way? The way that you're talking about. Just him. a like a kind of um, B-list celebrity. Yeah, like B-list celebrity that's on a very famous. Well, he's on a very famous TV show, right? I don't know. Back in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this whole thing has just been a subtle nod to <laughs> David Bory. <laughs> this is life. <laughs> it's not Bob Saget at all. No, it's David Bory. You missed it, Cole. <laughs> You missed the mark. <laughs> Way off. Oh my Way god. Off. He's just behind he's been behind this the whole time. Still a white guy, so yeah. a scrawny white guy. Finally <laughs> white guys are getting recognition. What is is that from the show? No, no, it was from close enough whenever okay, he's pitching his video yeah. game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um but no Boreana's house, like pulling mad stacks. But why? You know? Uh, it kind of showed the severity of how Princess Carolyn was. How crazy she can get about money. Sure. One thing, though, that I bring up, because even in Family Guy, there's a reference to David Boreanaz and how he's a shining light in the yeah, night or whatever. But it was like, like the the fucking Aurora lights. Yeah, Instead of the Aurora, Aurora lights, they were the Boreanaz lights. Aurora Boreanaz lights. Yeah. But that's, that's two. 
That is two separate shows that have referenced Yu as either being a shining light but or a success. He is a success. He. I don't. Okay, I don't know who this guy is. Is David Morianis a lead actor in Bones? Yeah, he's one of the. He's one of. He's, he, he's, he's one Bones. Half, he's one half of Bones. Is he? He's one half of Bones. He's the FBI agent attached to Bones. Okay, I don't know. And then his bone is attached to her because Bones is a huge show. <laughs> Was. Was a huge show. People still love it. It has fallen into sort of the NCIS realm. I don't know about that. People I, still love Bones. Even young people still love Bones. I don't. I don't know. I've never. I don't seen know it. about that. You see, see, don't tell me that well, the it. young people love Bones. People liked it. You you watched it. I did. Past tense, Cole. I don't think people currently watch Bones that much. Maybe not anymore, but it was very, very big. And it, I don't know it, what else he's fucking been in. It was so, fun. Now that do I. Uh, somebody needs to, like, Google this. And since I mentioned it, you can do it. Oh. <laughs> now I can do it. David Boreanaz? Boreanaz House. David Boreanaz? I like him. I like him as an actor. Don't get me wrong. Oh, he's in uh, uh, Seal or whatever it's called. It's a Navy Seal show. Angel. Angel. Oh, Seal Team. Seal Team, that's what it is. Duh, he's been an angel. I forgot about that because I've never heard of that either. My mom used to watch it, if that tells you anything. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Nope. So, Neat. Uh, I think he's currently uh, in Seal Team. I think that's still a running yeah, show. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Since 2017. He He's honestly a pretty big name for a, like television actors. Like, he's a big name. Was Angel like wait what? Was Angel it is a fucking runoff of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that it was a spin-off. Uh the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> the Aurora Borealis. I I wish there was a way to paint that on my ceiling and glow in the dark paint. So every time he turned off the lights he'd see Borealis. So he's I like him as an actor. He's a good television he's a he's a big television actor. I think he's probably been in some movies at some point, but um at some point. Maybe. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> but I don't know. I've never seen him, so. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. One of the things that caught my eye is that Bojack maintains some sort of wealth. Even though, like, he and Mr. Peanut Butter are having, like, a I'm Richer Than You fight. And he hasn't acted really in anything since his big sitcom. I think he's done little bits here and there. Just to keep a little bit. But I think... Uh, Later on, it explains more. I, I remember it saying that he gets a lot of royalties. He'd have to. Yeah. He would have to get a ton and of And also, royalties. it's like, it's kind of hard to spend that much money. Like, what, what is it? He probably made $150 million an episode or something like that. Back then money, bro. Oh, it was... Oh, yeah, because he's like, just take your, you know, however many million dollars an episode and... Read the read the thing or whatever. Like whenever he's trying to kept I kept trying to add script notes. Mm. I kept telling him to just read what they give him. And I was like, it was like seventy million dollars or something stupid. Yeah. I'm like, what? Because that's obviously way more back then, you know, in the '90s than it is now. I mean, not way more. It's still seventy million dollars. I'd take that in a heartbeat. But like, that's a that's a lot of money. And what per did they say? It ran for like eight seasons or something like that. Something like that. Like he's got to be bankrolling a ton. But then again, drugs are expensive. But also, I mean, it's hard to spend fucking nine hundred million dollars. <laughs> that's that's a lot of math is going to go into this problem, Cole. Yeah, like, we're not going to go. But I mean, what's the street value of his medications? <laughs> 
Also, we probably get some, a lot of them from Sarah Lynn at this point, so he probably gets them for a bit cheaper than Doctor Who. Than, yeah, then <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I just really love how wholesome Todd is. He's just a wholesome character. He's a good dude, especially oh when you know who his voice actor has been in or most trade. of his career. Yeah. Some badass. Todd, Todd Chavez is just a wholesome dude. Um, that's pretty much all I had to say about him, honestly, because he's just a good. <laughs> no examples. No, he's just always there, you know. When you need him, constantly. Who he is, which is hilarious, because kind of who he is, his mentality makes him a perfect companion for Mister Peanut Butter. Yeah, like they fit along real well. Even like they keep having these random business ideas, like the. <laughs> Only January Halloween store, but they didn't ever get a floor put in. <laughs> <laughs> they ripped the floor out because Mr. Peter Butter didn't like it. Yeah. So they could, oh, because he was uh, tearing up the hardwood floor. Yeah. And they completely <laughs> forgot to put it in. So Andrew Garfield fell into and broke all of his bones. And that's how Bojack got Secretariat. <laughs> Yay. A, a good conclusion. <laughs> Someone had to almost die. Um. Oh, Bother. Oh, bother. Um, what was it? Um, well, who's the spider director? Uh, it was a play oh, on... Uh, s- s- Quentin Tarantula or something. Tar- Tarantulino. Yeah, Tarantulino. Quentin Tarantulino. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That... The, the, the bit, just the pun, was pretty funny. But then, I don't know how that movie got, like... The first Turned fact that he a fucking snack basket. A snack bat a subscription to a snack basket. Yeah. <laughs> it it makes sense. That seems like a Hollywood thing to happen. It got Some downgraded. Dumb shit yeah. to go on in Hollywood. It's a full snack experience. <laughs> and they loved it. They thought it was the best thing ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> which doesn't make any sense at all. Zero sense. Plus he thought some kind of horrible Nazi film was supposed to be a rom-com. You know, so I mean, I guess that makes well, sense. Well, he just wanted to make a rom-com. <laughs> it's like, that's not, that's not what that is at all. Uh, since we're in the film part of it, Vanessa Gecko. I'm so mad she's not a gecko. <laughs> they, they could have just made her a gecko, but they didn't do it. I think the, that might have been a big part of that joke too, probably. Because they, they mentioned her a lot. Before. Even every time she's mentioned her, she mentions her with gecko-like traits. Like the things that she describes her as, yeah. gecko, like a gecko, and she's a human woman. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> this show is equal parts sad, fascinating, and just pisser offery. <laughs> I'm so mad about it. Good at catching things. <laughs> oh, like the little nods to it. Just because I, I spent, I I just I, I watched this like a hawk. <laughs> I, was, I got so sucked into this show. I can tell you wrote a lot on that phone. Oh, my God. Yeah, so many. No, I've never been this prepared, <laughs> ever. Um, I did write that episode 10 was a big episode. Um, and I think this is the... Uh, I'm referencing the Mr. Peanut Butter movie. Because uh, it says the movie falls apart. So I'm, I'm guessing it turns into Snack Basket, so it's that one where kind of the movie falls apart. And, and a couple of relationships to do with Todd um, because he knows that Bojack ruined his rock opera on purpose. Um, and it finally, I think, comes to light in that one. And then Diane, because he's talking about how shitty the, the, the book is 
mainly because it's super accurate about who he is as a person. And I think that, that kind of just paints him in a bad light. So he's like, a couple key relationships in his life fall apart, as well as the movie, which is his first big role in quite a while. 20-some-odd years. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, that was, in my opinion, one of the bigger episodes. Of course, next episode, like, Todd's still kind of mad at him, but he's still, like, a genuinely nice dude. So he's not, like, telling him to F off or anything. He messed up the entire movie and did not even mean to fuck over Bojack at all. Oh, no, yeah. he just These were all just original Todd ideas. <laughs> like, he just thought he was doing a good Todd job. And Quentin Tarantulino thought he was, too. Oh, Quentin Tarantulino loved it. <laughs> what I figured would be the season finale and what I figured would be more of a main plot point than even that. Uh, was the Herb Kazaz story. Like, they dive into it earlier than I thought. Um, super deep. Kind of... Bojack's maybe biggest regret lies within that story. Um, one, how he turns his back on Herb Kazaz. Uh, and then secondly, with the dear lady, whose name I don't remember. Um, but I thought that was pretty huge. I thought that would have been the finale, honestly. Whenever he actually confronts Herb who we find out has cancer and is dying. In, like, the second episode, isn't it? The second or third? I think it was later than that, I I thought. Oh, because, uh... Sarah Lynn tells... Oh, does she? Yeah, she They're sitting on a... They're sitting by the water in a park and on a bench, and she's like, oh, yeah, did you hear that Herb Kazaz has ass cancer? Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I forgot about that. Kind of... Wait, what? Yeah. And kind of ruins the entire mood of them having a good day together. Right. Which, I mean, that was that was honestly, as far as, like, animated television moments go, was, that was a pretty deep moment. Like, whenever they're actually talking to each other, and it starts off as a I good visit. I not forget, yeah. And just that one part, which is completely opposite to every, like, we've been talking about, everything always hard resets, everything's always fine. Except for in this scenario where he does not forgive him at all like not it, up until the end of the season he still doesn't forgive him he fully does not owe Bojack a, for, uh, a, a forgiveness a forgiveness he doesn't owe him anything no like not he, at all and it was very nice of Bojack to apologize but he does not have to forgive him for what he did he, he did a terrible thing to him yeah and it's it's even I think better in my opinion where they um Whenever he tells him it's not even about the job, like, it's not that he's stuck up for him as far as his career goes because he still lives in a huge house. He's done very, very well for himself. Yes. So successful. Um, but it's the fact that he never even called. He just dropped him as a friend entirely, even though they've been best friends for the longest time. Uh, I thought that was actually a really raw moment for, and again, I keep saying this, but for an animated television show, that kind of gets put in line with things like Family Guy and American Dad. Which I love both those shows too. Don't get me wrong, but it's and I could just sit here and talk about this all the time because this is it's it's ridiculous how raw the show is. It's um, a very kind of man. I don't know. I, I lost thought. I feel like this show would have been extremely hard for the voice actors to be done with. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. out of all the seasons, they what is it? Eight seasons or something like that. Six. Six seasons mm-hmm. that they end up doing. I feel like it would be really really hard to be done with it and I think this was one of those shows where I think Netflix was going to keep putting it up but they decided it was time to end it yeah I don't I don't know if that's true or not but it 
feel like it could have gone on longer. If it is, I feel like that's... And I, I know what happens at the end. Right. Because I've watched a lot of videos on YouTube. They're just stopping, watch, stopped watching it at like season five, halfway through season five. And it's, what I've seen is not something I want to... I'm not excited to get to, but... Uh, <laughs> just as depressing as the rest of it? It's, yeah. Yeah. I, man, I love this show, but it's, it's rough. Pretty rough. It's, it's rough, you know? You can almost relate, either relate to or feel real sympathy for, like, the characters. Yeah. Even knowing that they're just, it's just a cartoon, you know? Um, they even, put real. Even Bojack, like, you, you still feel sympathy for him. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be a dick, but... I feel bad that you had a shitty childhood that it was really bad for you. Yeah. The, the Your biggest hero in the world, you know, read your letter on live TV and you couldn't even hear what he was saying because your parents were fighting so loud. Yeah. And a month later, he fucking jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Like, that's that's a rough time for a kid. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a rough, a, that would be a rough time for an adult. That's a level of roughness that I don't think many people have to experience. I think a lot more than we might think, but... Maybe, yeah. yeah you're probably right, but I'm just thinking in the, in the scheme of, like, kids that would sit there and just watch television and, you know, that sort of thing. It's just, it's hard to think about. Mm-hmm. It's hard to think about all the kids that might have to deal with something like that, but... You have you also have a child. Yeah, so exactly. That Especially also affect the... Not wanting to think about something like that. Exactly. No, I really don't. Um, especially because like his mom is the heir to the Sugarman Sugar Cube dynasty. Is that mentioned in this? Yeah, several times. Is it? His his mother comes from wealth, and his that father. Might be the way that he's being able to spend everything, I don't know. Is uh, I don't know. They never say that he inherited any of that. Um, his father, because they even mentioned that his dad in there is just like a run of the mill kind of business type. Like never really found huge success in his own career and he feels resentment for his mother for that because she came from wealth and affluence and he's he's just all he could ever reach is like middle class business type and so he's just he resents her for it even though they're married and all that fun stuff so they do mention that quite a bit um I don't know how I missed that yeah it's a couple times it gets brought up huh. so which it's, it's nuts I mean I, I can't say that everybody who comes from a wealthy family is happy because it, it rings very true that money does not buy happiness. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's got to suck, you know? It's got, thinking about how your life might have been if your father wasn't such a dick and your mom wasn't such a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Quite literally, they suck, both of them. It's not that they are good people independently. They both are just horrible people. And it's, 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 it's exacerbated by having them together. <laughs> waiting for silence. A little break in the <laughs> in the series moment. Uh, ooh, so now to just kind of break away from that, um, one of the things that made me laugh and cry, not really cry, but like laugh and feel kind of bad about it at the same time was the Vanessa Gecko episode where Princess Carolyn like loses Bojack and is losing her film that she's putting together with the other chick whose name I can't remember. Um, the, the German one that Quint- Quentin Tarantino was going to do. Oh, I... That I, he thought was a rom-com and all Evelyn that. Evelyn Braun or something? Yeah. Oh, the Evelyn Braun story. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, everything's kind of, like, it's getting, like, kind of stressful for her. And then she decides, I think when Bojack fires her so he could date her. And then 
dumpster all in like what six or seven minutes realizes that they shouldn't be together and they you know she knows it too and yet again another like Jesus Christ serious moment yeah um, and then the next day she's like wake up gonna fucking crush it gonna get at it and uh, she's I think she gets Vanessa Gecko fired or something like that like she gets her movie she gets the actress back for a different movie um, which because it was her favorite book or whatever and like she's just just crushing it gets her office back is really really doing it and then like she's looking out the window she's got nobody she's kind of sledding it's sinking in and her phone goes off it's like happy birth or happy 40th birthday uh princess carolyn yeah i'm like dude that's that's pretty rough like it's on your birthday and you're not really doing much except for sitting at the office and i think she even tells her assistant you know that she spends all her time there or something like that and the day before you got Fired by a client, who went on a sp- date with your client, and got dumped by your client. Yeah, you spent a tremendous amount of time and energy on, and received nothing in return. And I think it it does show that because she she accepts him back very quickly, and she doesn't want Vanessa Gecko to just drop Bojack. Right. And I think it shows that she's much more of a friend than an agent in that aspect. Yeah. She does genuinely fucking care about Bojack. Oh, extremely. Even Which though she doesn't like to... Admit it or... Yeah. It, it's... I don't know what she sees in the in, in it. I don't know if she sees something good in him. But... I don't know. There's not a whole lot to see. Like, if I met Bojack and I fucking hung out with him for a few weeks, I would not want to fucking look at him ever again. No. And, I mean, that's what we were talking about earlier, is that he's just surrounded by positive influence. Yeah. And he's just, like, the one negative black hole that keeps sucking everything down. But out of all the characters, I, I feel like Princess Carolyn is the one that he's known the longest. Yeah. So, why does she stay? Like, he hasn't worked in 20 years. Yeah. And she, what does she say? You take up 70% of my time and make me 0% of my money? Yeah, yeah exactly. He is a tremendous amount of work, and... It, it, you don't get very much out of him. Like, if he's got the, the secretariat role like he wanted, so that's that's a plus, but, you know, 12 episodes over however long that is in the TV time, <laughs> you know, it's it's a lot. Most, I think 99%, she's the 1% that would have kept him as a, as a client. Everybody else would have probably just dropped him, like yeah. Vanessa Gecko was going to. Immediately. As soon as, like, the day after yeah. he signed the contract. The owner of the agency... Told him, told he was a lost cause. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know about you. If you have any favorite quotes, I have four quotes that I took down that I really enjoyed. Um, they're talking about, you know, Todd and his. One thing I wanted to bring up too is Todd Chavez. You know, he's writing his rock opera. All of his friends sat through the entire thing multiple times. They listened to the whole thing multiple times. That's that's real friendship. Because I could have been horrible. And they actually gave notes and liked it and all that fun stuff. But they listened to it. Like it's, I think it mentions it's like four or six hours later. Like the sun is setting at this point. And they're still just sitting there and like listening to his, politely listening to his rock opera. Um, but back to whenever they're talking about it in the restaurant. I think it's around the Zoe Zelda conversation. And uh, like they're talking about it and Bojack is tearing him down. And yet again, he keeps saying all these negative things. And he say, and then Todd's like, "Yeah, you know what? You're probably right. I um, 
and probably wouldn't work out or anything. And he's like, see, you say something enough and he internalizes it. The system works. <laughs> I thought that was a really good one. I didn't write down any quotes. Oh, it's, I didn't write down that many. I There's a lot, honestly, that's said in this show that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whenever they, they're... Um, it's like a flashback to the past and him and Herb are working as bartenders. Uh, and he's like, that guy just tipped me a quarter. That's barely enough for three gallons of gas. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, especially because you know now it's like 60 bucks to fill your tank now. It's ridiculous. How about them gas prices? Huh? How about them gas prices? I should have put that on the Almost Professional uh, page for yeah. sure. Um, and I know you mentioned this before that you find out late in later seasons that Mr. Peanut Butter isn't as chipper all the time as he lets on um and he's like one of the quotes that kind of he's smiling he acts happy when he says it but he's like the key to being happy is to keep distracting yourself with unimportant nonsense and then you'll be dead yeah i'm like that's full on the first you know first sign yeah you see like that's that's very contrary to who mr peanut butter is and it's almost shocking to hear it being said yeah you're like ah crap you know because he's like the super positive one he's a labrador you think he's going to be all, all positive all the time the one character that doesn't have any negative moments uh never mind <laughs> fuck me for thinking that they're all very in-depth characters yeah it's very wonderful to watch it is it's it's nice if you're going to spend time watching an animated show i mean you could easily get stoned eat doritos and watch most of them but you really want to pay attention to this one just to see the development in it. Um, and my all-time favorite quote for the entire season was whenever Bojack gets too drunk because he keeps spiking his prop uh, prop whiskey for that commercial. And uh, he ends up going to Princess Carolyn's house or her office or whatever. And so Todd steps in, you know, because they think he's going to be really good at it. And he's talking to Princess Carolyn on the phone. I mean, this is this was my favorite, too. Yeah. And, actually. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're talking and he's like don't worry I'm not going to let it go to my head and he hangs up he's like hey who told that asshole he could sit in my chair <laughs> like instantly <laughs> the best part about the I mean it's just the best quote in the whole I mean the whole season that it, I think it's that's about as far away from depressing as you can get <laughs> yeah Todd. Todd was pretty good. Yeah. Most things about him. This Most of his was... scenes were very positive. Oh, yeah. 100%. Except for seeing him go down his addiction to video games, which I can relate. At least it's video games. Yeah. Like, Bojack is literally blending up pills and vodka together and drinking it like it's a slushy. So, I mean, it's pretty bad, but... You have anything else going on? No. You know, have well. to piss really bad. Okay. All right. I think that's the most serious show we've ever taped. Yeah. Um, we stuck to uh, your little planogram that you had. I know it worked out pretty well, right? Yeah, actually, I had a lot of fun talking about this. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's less about all the gags and more just about like actually having real conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, weird. <laughs> I didn't make any inappropriate jokes this time. We'll see about next time, especially because next time we're going to be covering Breaking Bad Season 1. Oh, yeah. Ripe, I forgot that we talked about that. Ripe with inappropriate <laughs> jokes. <laughs> the opportunity is just booming. 
Here we go. All right. As always, I'm Jacob. And I'm Cole. And we will see you next week. Bye.